I've chatted about Philmont before, right? The Boy Scout camp down in New Mexico. It happens to be like one of my favorite places in the world. Anyways, Philmont, it's in the Sierra Nevada mountains. The base camp is about 6,000 feet and the highest peak is about 12,000 feet. But uh, while I was there for a summer, I worked down there um, as an Eagle Scout. And while I was down there, I was a store clerk. And being a store clerk, you would, you know, every once in a while is your turn to be on the cash register. And we were told in our training that if the kid doesn't have enough money, we can always offer to call their parents. And it would, this would happen. I was down there for two and a half months. And about every two weeks, one of the cash registers, actually all of us individually, had a kid that would easily ring up about $800. Which, in that trading post, it's not like your typical trading post. It's like your REI of trading posts or your Cabela's of trading posts. It has Colombian gear in it, Patagonia gear, Kian gear in it, backpacks in it. You could buy everything there and go on the trail. You could buy souvenir stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of glassware, a whole bunch of shirts, a whole bunch of sweatshirts, belt buckles. Anyways, this kid comes forward and I'm like, so do you, do you want to call your parents? And he got really excited. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 let me call my parents. It's like, okay, I'm going to call them, tell them who I am, and then I'm going to hand the phone off to you to explain the situation. Literally one of my favorite things to do. Hey, yeah, this is, this is Brian. Um, your son here down at Philmont wants to make a purchase. Um, I'm going to let him explain it to you. And I would hand the phone over. And the kid would start... Hey, Dad, so I got this, that, how much is it going to be? $800. And you could just see the kid's face. You're not getting it. There's no way I'm giving you my credit card. And then I'd take the phone back and be like, yeah, okay, sounds good. We'll just put it back. Don't worry, you know, and hang up. But the kid wanted, right, the kid wanted all of this stuff and wanted his permission from his parents to spend that money from their credit card. Today, Jesus is talking about stewardship. And I'm still wrestling with this, but I'm convinced stewardship has nothing to do with money. Stewardship has nothing or very little to do with actually money. The Father... So the keeper here, right, the man who this father figure, this master figure, is God himself, is God himself. And at the end of our lives, we have to account for everything we did and didn't do with the time we were given, for all the gifts we used and all the gifts we didn't use. For all the snakes, mistakes that we made and all the mistakes we didn't make. We come before a God who knows everything and give an account of everything that we've done. Stewardship. St. Paul will say, right, what is yours that you haven't received? Your spouse, your kids, your job. 
your own life, your own sense of health. What do we have that we haven't received from God? So if we abstract just a little bit and say God is that figure of the steward, well then who's the dishonest steward? It's not you and I. Who is it? It's the angel of light. It's Satan himself. It's the devil. In patristics, so in the early church fathers, when they reflected on this passage, it's the devil. Because what did the devil do? He didn't go to battle with God. That's idiotic. He's a creature. He went to battle out of the envy of the devil came sin and death into the world. Where did he go to battle for? To, against, you and I. Why? Because we're beloved sons and beloved daughters, which he will never be. God became man, not angel. We have a relationship with God that is completely different, and the devil's envious of that. And so what does he do? He runs around this world, runs around in our whatever, and tries to convince us to be his friend. Oh, you owe the Heavenly Father that? You're never going to be able to be forgiven of that? So here, do this other thing. Oh, and then I'll quickly write it down and go and do that. It doesn't quite make sense. So it's the devil running around being this, wanting to be our friend, when really all he wants is our destruction. All he wants is our destruction. For us not to have the gift that God's given us, eternal life, in his son Jesus. Okay, so there's this dishonest wealth. What, well, that really confusing line. Were you guys confused by that line? I'm super confused by that line, or I was. If you're not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? Dishonest wealth. The devil is claiming that he has everything. And we know it because he says, I can't dig a ditch. I'm too prideful to beg. I'm too prideful to ask for help. Instead of asking for help. I know what I shall do. I know what I shall do. Very self-centered. Extremely self-centered. I know what I'm going to do. Instead of, hey God, what are you doing? It's joked amongst, I don't know, I don't know where I first heard it, but the St. Frank Sinatra song, I Did It My Way, is the theme song to hell, not to heaven. <laughs> I did it my way. Yeah, we don't want to do it my way. My way is very, very broken. God can make it a straight path. I want to do it God's way. So what is true wealth? Well, if it's not about the money, what it's about? 
It's about God. It's about eternal life. It's about virtue. It's about storing up treasure in heaven that the world can't take away ever. Up in Blue Earth, I had a little girl come up, or up in Winnebago this morning, I had a little girl come up to me in the sacristy and she just goes, I told my grandma, you take money with you. I was like, that's great, good, you can't, awesome. It doesn't do anything. I said, yeah, I know. It was so pretty cute. Are we good stewards? Going back to that, it's not about the money. Why do I argue that? Because it wasn't about the money when you had a kid and had all those expenses. It wasn't about the money when they got sick. It wasn't about the money when we had to decide where we're sending them for school, for their education. It wasn't about the money when I got a job, another job on top of all these other jobs that I have. What was it about? It was about who I love. It was about my kid. It was about my son. It was about my daughter. It's not about the money. It's about who we love and what we love. And that's what Jesus is getting at. Are we stewards? Are we thankful for everything that the Father has given us? And do we love Him enough to trust Him enough? To love Him. What's on the bottom of a coin? This I kind of cracked up at when I was realizing this. What's on the bottom or on a dollar bill? In God we trust. In God we trust. Are we sure about that? Or on this flimsy piece of paper do I trust? Do I trust in a dollar bill more than I trust in God? That's a problem. Or do I actually trust in God? Super cool. The word manna, when I found this out, I was about to, yeah, I got really excited. The word mammon, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon means, in the Hebrew, something along the ways of in what I trust, in which I trust. in which I trust. You cannot serve, which we normally see as like money in this passage anyways. Do I trust in the money or do I trust in God? You cannot serve both. Serving God. Jesus goes on in this parable to praise the unfaithful servant with dishonest wealth because the wealth isn't actually his. He just claims that it is. This dishonest wealth, he praises his prudence. 
extract from our community here, but let's just go over to Wall Street. Somebody who's always watching the stock market, who knows the seasons to buy, to sell, and all the know-how, and uses the system to take advantage of it for his own benefit. Which, at least that first reading, I don't know about you, but that was the craziness of our fallen state without grace. You know, we sell shoes for the poor. We give, you know, for a pair of shoes, we'll give you the poor. Uh, You know, we tip the scales in our favor. When is mass going to be done so I can get out of here? It was actually, when can we get done with temple worship so I can go? Because I need to get back to whatever that is. But that real sense that real sense of that stewardship, even that stewardship of time. But he praises him for his prudence. Why? Because he stepped back, studied, and knew what he was about. Knew what they are about. They know this generation, right? That's what Jesus says. They know the generation And they deal with it in a way that makes them the most profit. It doesn't matter how I manipulate you, anything. As long as I make a profit, I'm good. And then he says something really interesting. The children of light aren't as prudent. Who are the children of light? You and I. The baptized. What is he saying? He's saying you and I have a spiritual home and we're not even aware of it. We don't focus on it each and every day. We're not storing stuff up for our eternal home. We're not enough. We're not being super prudent about the end of our life. We just had a, a conference as priests down in Oji, and, and the priest that came in to give us this conference, he said, when I go around, and I'm still praying with this, when I go around to do the anointing of the sick in hospitals to my, to my parishioners, after I give them the anointing, I say, and nothing has changed. And all the priests in the room are like, wait, what? Nothing has changed? In faith, nothing has changed. You're still in God's hand. You're still right there. Nothing has changed. Your health, when it deteriorates, nothing has changed. Even though sometimes we feel light years away from God, He's still right there. To be prudent, to store up our, for ourselves in treasure in heaven. He also, one of his phrases was, you won't make sense of your life until you make sense of your death. Think about that one. Jeez. You won't make sense of your life until you make sense of your death. Where are you going? What do I want? What do I want in true heaven, true treasure? 
So today, stewardship, it's not about the money. It's about recognizing every single thing that is a gift to us, which is every single thing from the Father. Or if it's an evil, it's allowed by the Father and can bring out a good from it. Omnipotent God that he is. The devil's envy of us because we'll have something he never will have. A God that became like us in everything but sin. Way lower on the totem pole humanity is compared to the angels. Yet God chose to come to you and to I so that we could have eternal life with him. That's why he came. That's what the mission is. So not only to pray for gratitude, pray for stewardship, but also a real sense of trust. Trust is super important. Do I trust God with everything? Absolutely everything. Do I trust the church? which is a really hard thing right now. But do I trust the church? Jesus is bride. Do I trust the sacraments? The way that God still loves his people. Do I trust when the priest says the words of absolution, my sins are obliterated? through Jesus, through his priest. Do I trust that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist? For real, in all the tabernacles of the entire world. Do I trust Jesus, the only Son of God, who came to die for my sins so that I could be with him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit for all eternity.